The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, December 11th, 2018 season 14, episode number 94. Welcome to another edition of The Break. Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking Cowboys football today. We're going to take a big picture look today. Look around the NFL as we do on every Tuesday. It's looking up for the Cowboys uh, more and more. Uh, it's it's looking like the Cowboys are going to be in the playoffs. I think it's like a 99% chance at this point they'll be in the playoffs, barring just some unforeseen, just complete dismantling of this team. They should be in the playoffs. But there's still a lot that has to happen below them with regards to, uh, to the playoff team that uh, maybe not the playoff team that they will face, but that final sixth seed um, in the playoffs. How's everybody doing this morning? I'm good, Derek. Good. I'm good. Good, good. I wanted to talk a little bit today about a couple different topics. Um, first, looking at the NFC, and we were we were talking about this before we went on the air. Dave made mention of it yesterday. Really, it's not so much about you know kind of uh, whether you you're the third or the fourth seed. It's much more about who's the fifth and the sixth seed. And last night, as you watched that game with the two teams that right now are the fifth and sixth seeds, Seattle being the fifth seed and Minnesota being the sixth seed. Um, it looks like there is an appreciable difference between uh, the quality of football being played by the Seattle Seahawks and pretty much everybody else that's battling for that sixth spot. What's your assessment of of the teams that are left, of all those teams that are left kind of battling for that sixth spot? Which of those teams do you think is is the scariest or the one that could pose the most problems if the Cowboys did have to face them instead of Seattle? Oh, um, Eagles. But it, it wouldn't be them, though, right? I mean, I, w- I well, would be. The likelihood of the Eagles right now is pretty small. Dave, you mentioned that NFL that NFL playoff predictor. Uh, I played around with that a little bit this morning. As far as the way I was looking at it, the Eagles basically have to win out and get help for them to be able to get in on that sixth seed. And it, you look at that, and it's like, I don't know. They got Houston. They got the Rams. Uh, it's going to be tough wait, for them to wait, get one win, let, let alone win out. The Vikings are now six, seven, six and one. Seven, no, I think they're six, 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 and, six and one. You're right. Yeah, sorry. Six, six. So, so why do they have to win out? Like the Eagles are just six and seven. Well, the the at least the I think the thing about it is Miami would have to. I'm not, not Miami. I'm sorry. Um, the Panthers. Panther. No, no. It would be the who was I talking about? Um, Minnesota. Minnesota would have to lose two of their final three, mm. Philly went out. But then there are other teams that are in the mix there, too, that could affect that, right? Because you've, um, you've got Carolina, who's at 6-7. and seven. And when you start thinking about the schedule, too, first of all, Minnesota, they don't have that tough of a schedule. Their final game is against Chicago, who may or may not have something to play for at that point. But oh, they will. before that, <laughs> before those uh, two, they have Miami at home, and then they play at Detroit. So the likelihood that they lose both of those is probably not very likely. Uh, probably a good chance that they win both of them, in which case, again, it's going to be very difficult for Philly unless they went out to be able to catch them um, and and jump over them because of that tie. Because the tie creates a, a whole different thing because now you're talking about half a game, half a win or half a loss. That's I, I hate it so much. And there's only 16 of these, and they're all so important. 
and there shouldn't be ties. But the NFL cares more about pleasing sponsors and getting games over with in a timely manner than you know the integrity of the competition. I think that is just purely my opinion. I think it's stupid. I hate ties, and I hate that I have to sit here and do calculations every time I look at the standings because of it. Do you hate ties in all sports? It doesn't seem like you get upset about soccer ties. Soccer is completely different because you play 40 games, and it's a point system instead of standings. I mean, if you got if you got a point for a tie and a win and three for a win like you do in soccer, it's fine. You'd be all right with that? And also, it's, I still don't like that either. That's too hard to keep up with. It's, give me a win-loss right It's not, though. Like, in soccer, you Just don't, give me a win-loss. In soccer, you don't even look at the wins and losses. You say... Points. They that, have but forty points out of how many games? I know, and that's play. my that's my point. That's to me, that's a problem. Like I, I want sports to be about winning and losing. So wins and losses. It's just wins and losses. Give me your win loss record, and I'll know how good you are. This is a separate conversation, but yeah. there is no competition on planet Earth that does a better job of deciding who is the best team than soccer. Really? Yeah. I don't know enough about it to really argue that. It, I mean, 40, 40 games, there's no playoff. Whoever does the best, I mean, it's 38 games, but whoever does the best out of 38 games, you have the highest point total. That's not fun. That's uh, it's no not playoff? Fun. It's, that's not, not fun. it's not fun not at fun. all. And that's why the ratings aren't as high especially here here well, here they're here they're high I get every, it, the yes. world it's not I get fun it. at all but it rewards the team that is the best from the beginning of the season yes. to the end yeah purely there i get no that nonsense. i i just i sports is supposed to be fun i'd rather take the fun so playoffs to me i i i don't like sports without playoffs i think college football before playoff to where it is now with a playoff infinitely better with a playoff than without i'm I'll, I'll contradict myself all day playoffs are so much fun and they're ingrained in me as an american and yeah. i love them i hate 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 when mediocre crap teams win the championship i hate to this day and i, I don't like the new england patriots i hate to this day that a nine and seven Giants team won that Super Bowl. It's crap. Is that because you hate the Giants? I I don't care. I don't give a crap about the See, Giants either. I grew up a Saints. Let, fan. I just talk. don't care about anybody. I hate let's talk about when that, that happens. Let, You're let, like, well, we got hot. Bull crap. Hey, Patriots were historically good. Let's bring it back to the Cowboys because we can do that right yeah. there. The nine and seven Giants team wasn't mediocre at when they were playing, and that's that's what's the beauty of of what the the playoff system gives you it, it gives you some room for error it gives you a chance to like figure some things out it gives you a chance to maybe make a trade for a wide receiver in oakland mm. and bring them to your team so now at eight and five you're good uh, i don't think the cowboys are a mediocre <laughs> team at eight and five no. right now i know the saints wouldn't wouldn't think that way and so i'm just saying i think it gives you an opportunity that's one thing i hated about old college football you know you lose early OU texas played early the loser had no shot. Now you have a chance to kind of rally back in as Oklahoma. Okay, so, so that you brought me to this, and actually I was going to save this. This was going to be – I had a whole list of questions. This was going to be the final question, the coup de gras. You always – you bring us a list of questions, and we ruin it every No, time. no, but that's okay. That's okay because I like the way this is going. I'm going to jump this question. I'm just going to jump on this Jump question. to the front. When you look at this team now, you have an elite running back. You have an elite wide receiver. You have an elite pass rusher. You have really good linebackers, really good secondary, pretty good offensive line. <laughs> is the quarterback good enough to take this team all the way to the Super Bowl? Because a lot of pieces are in place. If you look at Super Bowl champions over the last 15 years, mm -hmm. the Cowboys have more pieces than many of those teams did. Is there anything that could stop this team right now from possibly getting all the way? Like, Are they in the conversation now of a team that can go 
all the way. I know that's silly. It's not starting, silly. No, no. I'm saying silly when you look at it from the reference of this was a three and five team but, at one point in the season to where they are now. I know that's ludicrous to even think that happens. But at this point, where you are right now with the players that you have, is this team good enough to go all the way? For the third time, I'll contradict myself. And Nick's absolutely right. This isn't that team. Like you can watch any of the games that they've won since the Tennessee game. And week by week, they have been so much better and different. I mean, they lead the league in third down percentage. Do you remember watching this team try to convert third downs in the first month of the season? It was laughable. Uh, And that's just one example. Like, they are not the same team. NFL seasons are ever-evolving and changing things. So it's it's fun to talk about, like, well, look at this transformation. But to say that this team can't win playoff games because they struggled against the Seahawks two months ago. Like that doesn't matter. Yeah. And when they beat the saints, that said to me that they can beat anybody. I mean, they, they, they have the defense that can stop an offense like that. And they, their offense is not special by any stretch of the imagination, but we've seen it do enough to win five games in a row, stringing that together. They're going to, I mean, unless some, something miraculous happens, they're going to have to win four games in a row to win a championship. That, that's a tall order for anybody. I mean, really, the Patriots and the the Saints, maybe. Like, there's probably two teams out of 12 that are going to make the playoffs that really feel like they can do that. And that's the big question, but they can. Yeah. It, I don't think it's even silly with what we've seen the last month. The two areas, I think, that worry fans the most, or maybe worry the Cowboys the most, is just consistent scoring. And that comes to the, with the quarterback and down in the red zone and all that stuff. Is he going to make enough plays? And the kicker, you know, because you're going to get to this point of the point of the season where you know your kicker is going to have to be consistent. And I think he's he's pretty good. He is pretty good. I mean, when you look around the league, guys miss. Guys miss extra points. You know, I think Tucker missed an extra point, didn't he? Yeah. Um, Doesn't happen extra, often, but missed an extra point that cost them a game. I yeah. Believe. So I mean, he's the best in the league, and so it uh it, it happens and and i think that's one of those just hold your breath type situations i think this team is built for a cold weather game because of the way they run the way they pass um, they won't have to play that's probably not going to happen though because you know if you you're going to win you're going to go to new orleans or or uh, la so talk about controlled climate either way right so <laughs> you, you know wind up in the uh don't do it. Three number three seed Bears against the number four seed Cowboys in Soldier Field. Let's do it. No, no. I wasn't saying it can't happen. I was saying don't do it because I do not want to go to Chicago I, in January. I, I do. I you, do. You would love that. I would I eat hate, it up. Now, what if it was the like NFC Championship game in New Orleans, Cowboys Saints in the championship game? Would that would that be fun for you? No. Oh, be a that would be a nightmare. That would be so much fun. I would hate it because you know it's going to be the Sunday late game, which means. Nick on Bourbon Saturday nah, night. Nah, dude. I, I, that, <laughs> that, that, yeah, maybe. <laughs> right. <laughs> I you think anybody, you think our um, sponsorship and team would, would want to hit that trip? I'm assuming we're taking three planes if, we, if that happens. <laughs> Somebody I've I never assume. met would be on my in my seat or next to me in the plane for sure. Oh, yeah. I, oh. I would despise that. I hope it doesn't be like, happen. Dear, do just because you, you don't want to, why? Because you just don't want to. I uh, don't on. get, I don't, like, I when the Saints play the Cowboys, it is a nightmare for me. Yeah, he hates it. Because, and it, 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 but I don't, honestly, I don't even care about that. Like, I'm so far removed from the fan aspect of it. Like, I don't, I don't know anything about the New Orleans Saints other than when it's like time to, you know, yeah. study them and like, okay, Taysom Hill touches the ball five times a game. But when the Saints play the Cowboys, everybody here 
thinks I'm a traitor jerk because I'm from New Orleans. Like, oh, you're probably rooting for the Saints. And everybody I know from back home is like, you're dirty cowboy. Ugh, gross. You're a traitor. Like, I, I am the bad guy on both sides all week long. I don't get to win. I don't get to feel good no matter what happens. And if you if it happens in the playoffs, even worse. So just keep that far away from me. That's kind of the same way I feel about Houston from the standpoint that I just I get a lot. I have to listen to a lot from like old classmates from Houston who are big Texans fans at this point. And it's just like, I don't even want to hear it. Like, it's just like, they feel like I have to be the the target of all of their, yeah. their whatever. Like, oh, it's Cowboys versus Texans. And I'm like, I don't really care about the Texans. Like, this that actually, doesn't matter to me one way or the other. It doesn't matter to me. This happened to me last night. I was at Jersey Mike's getting dinner, and uh, got, a guy that worked there walked out of the back. I guess his shift was over. And he so he had on his normal clothes and he had on a Saints hoodie and a Saints beanie. And it, I mean, it caught my eye like, you know, and I, I was just kind of looking at the hoodie and he saw me and he saw me looking at him and I'm wearing a big, obnoxious Cowboys beanie. And he's like pumping his chest like, yeah, who that? Like, it doesn't matter that y'all won, whatever. And like I froze. up. I was like, wait, I. I'm from New Orleans. Like I just, I, nah. I thought, and like, literally, he just, he didn't want to have anything to do with it. And what am I supposed to say? Like I've got a Cowboys badge and a Cowboys beanie. <laughs> like I just hung my head. I was like, I can't get out of this situation. Yeah. Just you just walk away at that point. Um, never had that experience. We'll probably talk about football at some point. I, I had something I wanted to say. Uh, oh, would, do you need to go to a break? Because this was go ahead. Just I, oh, is it long? <laughs> sort of. All right, then tell you what, let's take a break. We'll right. Come back and we'll get to Dave's long pondering thought. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll do it when we come right back. This yeah. is DallasCowboys.com radio. If you're like me and you love. I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just. Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk. Talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Talking big picture Cowboys uh, rolling through the season at 8-5. and five. 
heading to the playoffs. Uh, we think. Uh, I think we're pretty pretty sure they're heading to the playoffs. If if they aren't, it's gonna take a meltdown of catastrophic proportions. Just to be clear, for them not to win the division at this point, they have to lose out, and Washington or, or Philly. Philly has to win out. Yes, um, that would be the only scenario under which the Cowboys don't win. So as of this weekend, if the Cowboys beat the Indianapolis Colts. They will get their hats, and they'll be riding back on the plane with the NFC champs hats on and celebrating another division a title. scenario that I don't like. What's Going that? to New York, and it's not no, locked no, up? Because I no. hate that. I hate that one, too. No, I absolutely it's hate not. That. It's the noon game at Indy. Tough game. Tough loss. Flying back. Redskins just suck, and they're going to lose to the Jaguars. And then we're going to be on the plane in Philadelphia in L.A. while we're on the plane. But that's plane. the night game. It's the night game? It's the night game. Okay. Well then, so you won't, we'll be back before okay, we'll the be night back. game's over. All right. Yeah. I was thinking that was an afternoon. You thought maybe we, we land and, well, we're the champs. Guys, this is Coach Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. He no, gets on. That's not happening. That's not Garrett's style. I don't think he would do that. I don't either. If they won the NFC East when we're on the plane, like, what would happen? I don't think he would. If, first of all, you know who's going to tell us? If they lost? Robert Blackwell. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, somebody that's got the game on is going to come and yeah, start he's, spreading he's, it he's around been, the plane. He's been with the Cowboys of... Yeah. 38, 39 years, never missed a game, never missed a practice. He's the director of video. Amazing. Video, like the. That you could go that long and not miss a game film, or practice. Unbelievable. Um, but he always is plugged in. He's always got somebody up in the cockpit that's got some, the game on. I'm sure that's against yeah. regulations, but um, <laughs> I'm sure that's not something. It's like we're breaking the law here. Tammy, I, just, I, I never just, break the law. I just assumed he had a really good internet connection. Me too. I thought he just had connectivity. Anyways, go ahead. they could lose the game. To the Colts and still clinch, and I mean that's very possible. Yeah, but that's that, that's the night game. That's the night game. Man, so let's do that. We would we be home be, before. We that don't want to be sitting around at eleven o'clock at night trying to write a story that they clinched. That means you might have to write it on the plane, and just if you need it, you have it ready. Well, that's one to get ahead and, and write <laughs> that they will lose to the Rams. You can go ahead and write something today about and just fill in the blank on the details Sunday. I've already got Rob on a story right, right after the game. I turned around, I was like, Rob. Can you go ahead and write Amari Cooper NFC Offensive Player of the Week and just uh, it's coming? Yeah, I don't think anybody this uh, Thursday they announced that Thursday, yeah, Wednesday tomorrow morning. You know, I just thought about it. I don't know what his numbers were. I didn't look at his. I looked at his numbers that he's gotten since he's been on the Cowboys. I didn't see his numbers back earlier in the season with he's the Raiders. Twenty for two something. There's a there's a chance touchdowns. It, is he going to get Pro Bowl just based off these six, seven, eight games, whatever it would chance. be? He his could. numbers aren't aren't horrible now. No, it's great numbers. Actually, his numbers right now, he's at uh, 40 catches for 642 yards and six touchdowns through six games. That's averaging six catches, 107 yards, and a touchdown every game. It's actually averaging That's, seven catches because it's like 6.8. So yeah, you round that you up. You round it up. Yeah. Sure, I don't like rounding it up for that kind of stuff. But go ahead. Okay. Feel free. I do. But, <laughs> but the point is... He's having a phenomenal you know six-game stretch with the Cowboys. You know what's funny? If the, the fans voted right now, if this just was a fans vote totally, uh, Zeke would not be in the Pro Bowl. Really? Three running backs. Really? There's not that many spots. Uh, Kamara? Yeah, actually, he would be fifth. Because Kamara, Gurley, Barkley, and McCaffrey all have more votes. Barkley has more votes? Oh, yeah. Barkley's got a lot of votes. Got, yeah. But his numbers aren't better. Zeke's, Zeke's, what, first or second in rushing votes, right now? Votes. We like I know I get that. I'm just saying that that's surprising to me. He's the new hotness, and he's on pace to have a 1,000 of each, which 
That's crazy. Impressive. Yeah. A thousand receiving? Last time I, I didn't looked, think he was that. Last time I, I looked, thought he was, he was like more like about seven, eight hundred. He might have trailed off, but he was at one point during the season. He was on pace to have a thousand of each. Dang it, Cleveland. Take the running back. <laughs> Whatever. That's fine. Got to deal with him for ten years. Nah, maybe not five or six. Well, he didn't kill the Cowboys, did he? We'll see. It's early. See what happens in that last game. But you know how division is. You know how division is. It's it's that's the those are the games where great players tend to not be as great a lot of times because they play them so often. They just kind of know how to deal with them. We even got to the point you were. Oh yeah, no. I had a a question. It's not a big. It just you know going back to what Derek opened the show with. Just you know, can this team win at all? Uh, Jerry did his Jerry Jones did his morning uh, call in with the 105.3 radio station here, and I guess it's something Michael Irvin was arguing about on NFL Network over the weekend. Is you know the the cliche is defense wins championships. Michael Irvin is you know no points win championships. You got to score more points than the other guy to win the games. And Jerry was kind of riding the fence between those two thought processes. So I was thinking about it, and I was like, I absolutely believe defense wins championships just in the sense of to win in the playoffs you got to either win three or four games in a row and your defense has to be good enough to keep you in those games I I mean absolutely I I don't think you win a Super Bowl with a terrible defense it doesn't have to be amazing but it can't be terrible you have to be opportunistic thing is I kind of see what Michael Irvin is saying though is you don't have to have an amazing offense, but your offense has to be consistent enough to show up three or four times in a row and show up. I mean, a min- probably not even 17, like 20 to 27 points in the playoffs playing those types of teams. Mm-hmm. You don't see teams win playoff games with 17 points very often. And that is what concerns me for this team is like, I'm pretty, I'm very confident this defense can hold whoever to 20 points or less. I'm not confident that this offense can score 27 multiple times. Even you know? with what Amari Cooper's added for them? Because it seems like since he's got it, they're off, the offense is scoring. It's not easy scoring, but it seems like they're scoring more. I, I, I mean, let's, okay, 29, six of which came in an overtime period. Uh, 13, not, I mean, amazing win, but not good enough. 22 against the Falcons. Um, 27. 27 against Philly, which who am I? Miss? Oh, 31. Thir- 31. So they can do it. Can they do it? And then, like I said, they're probably not getting a buy. So you're talking beating four good teams in a row. Can they stack four good performances in a row? In this instance, they, they've had four out of five where they've scored above what? 27. Yeah. Is that what you said? 25, one of, one one of those, 23. One of those teams has a winning record. And, and, and I'd only bring this up because now we're comparing that to what you're comparing it to. Yeah. And having to to go and beat the Saints, beat the Rams or Bears or whoever, um, I just I just feel like if you have to go to the Superdome, that, that's the one thing that, that I I don't I don't like that at all. And it's not just about the Superdome. I get it; the Cowboys have won there before and all that. It's about this year's team already beating them barely. I I just think that's not what's going to happen again with Breeze and them and they're going to have to it's going to be a different type of game. I don't like that. I like going up to LA if you have to do that. I like and I don't mind the Bears. Okay, so so here's the question. Going back to what Dave was saying, name teams for me that are more well balanced than the Cowboys. When you're talking about offense and defense, obviously the offense in this instance is not as good as the defense, but when you look at every team there's probably that type of one's better than the other. 
it, are there teams out there that you think are more balanced as far as when you try to factor the offense and their defense in the, the game? Saints and the Rams, I think, are more balanced. Yes, I do. Think. You think the Rams' defense? Yes, yes. I don't think the Rams' defense I know. played up to what no, they were. No, they were supposed to be. But, no, because all the number one picks and all those. But but I think that they're they're really good. They're also and they got the best player. I mean, they got the best player in football. No doubt about that. So when you have the best player in football, and then you know Sue, he, he's not bad. And, I mean, they got good corners. I mean, don't get me wrong. They've got a ton of talent, and that's one of the reasons why I've been so shocked by some of the games they have, particularly that game they played against Kansas City. I thought there would be more defense because I'm looking at that team, and I'm saying they got a ton of good defensive players at the Rams, but they ha- it hasn't translated this yeah. season. They haven't played like they have a bunch of good players. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the, the best player in the league is very clear who the best defensive player in the league is, right? But beyond that, they just haven't played as a unit. They haven't played like that. Keep in mind, though, and this is where we fall into traps. And it's not our fault. Like, our job is to cover the Cowboys. We know this team better than damn near anybody. I don't know what's going on intimately with the Rams, but you look around, Aqib Tlaib is back. Yep. That that type of stuff matters. Although he's not playing back to his full form yet, think, but he'll have a few weeks to get back. He, he's played two games since right. missing. Yeah, so... Point being, you know, we're we're talking about this isn't the same team that the Cowboys had in October. The Rams won't be the same team. And if if he's back playing like he's been playing, you've got two. You know, you can't pick Peters on Marcus. Hasn't played well though. But again, he's not playing well because they can pick on him now. You bring that cornerback back. Like I'm just, you know, your personnel changes, your team changes. The Seahawks can say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just with the talent and the offense that they have, and having the best pass rusher in the NFL, like. Yes, I think the Rams are okay. better and more balanced than the Cowboys. Okay, let me ask you this: Let's You go. think the Saints too? Yes. Yeah. Let's Which go. does not again does not mean the Cowboys can't beat them. That doesn't. I mean, the Saints, the Cowboys already beat the Saints. But you just look at it on paper. You look at what they do well. Yeah. I mean that they're number one and two in the conference by a pretty wide margin. Yeah. How uncomfortable? And I don't really care because this is what we do. But how uncomfortable would Jason Garrett be just sitting here, less talking about all oh. these teams? But oh, we're all the way at he would hate it. The Super Bowl. Yeah. He, he's got a job to do, and he's he, trying to win against that, Indianapolis. That's fine. You we're know, just he, take a day by yeah, day. He's having. He's trying to have a good Tuesday. That's yeah, all. He's, no he, doubt. he doesn't even know if but, playing the Colts. But he would also say, "Do your job." Yeah. And his job is to focus on the Colts, and our, our job, job is, is to do this. That's what the fans are talking about. They're not talking necessarily about the Colts right now. But let me ask you this about the – let's go back to that, maybe the first game. Assuming, you know, whoever gets in the, as the sixth seed is going to kind of pick it up and, and win a few games here. So whoever you're facing, you're facing a, a team that's relatively hot, I, I would think. Um, who would you rather face, Seattle or Carolina? Because it's really easy to just say Carolina. But when I think about what this team does um, – McCaffrey and 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 Cam Newton, they they worry me a little bit more than than Seattle's offense. I know Russell Wilson; he he's tough to bring down. And all that, but from we we've seen Carson; he he ran well on him. I I would just say to that game, let's do it again. Let's do it again. And your best players. I feel the same way about Carolina. I honestly I think if you look at the early part of that game, they let Cam do some things that by the second half he wasn't That's doing true. anymore. And and I think if you gave him another crack at that one. I actually think they would blow them out. I really do. I, because I, I think that the more the season has worn on, worn on with Carolina, yeah. I just don't think they have – they don't have the weapons. It's really those two guys. It's Cam and McCaffrey, and they don't have much of a passing game. Funches isn't going to do much. He hasn't all season. So I think that – and their defense, in my opinion, isn't as good as Seattle's defense. So 
I still think Carolina is the team that you would prefer to play. I'm gonna just nit- things aren't working. I'm gonna nitpick with you too because that it bothered me. Cause, like people gave the Seahawks so much credit. Chris Carson had 100 yards in that game. He needed 32, 32 carries. 32 carries. Yeah. Average yeah. 3.2 yards per carry. That's and you know obviously, and I can hear fans saying this too. Like in the playoffs, the Cowboys probably don't deserve the benefit of the doubt just given their recent history, but. I don't think that any Cowboys fans should be afraid of any of their no. first round matchups. And I right? go back, Russell. Ru- sorry, I'm no. sorry, Nick. Ru- Russell Wilson's a great player. I I think the world of him. I would have voted for him for MVP last year. He threw for 72 yards in that game. And Doug Baldwin's hurt. That's another point. Won't be the same team in three weeks when the playoffs come. But well, there's here. nobody in that pool of wild card teams that that I don't think the Cowboys can beat. Well, Especially at home. another point of that, I mean, okay, they bring Doug Baldwin. That doesn't scare anybody. But, um, I mean, he's he's solid. But Doug Baldwin I, is he's solid. underrated he, he is underrated. But I, they face better receivers than him this year. Sure. Done yeah, a good sure. job against them. Um, but the, the big difference is there when you think about that game, the guy on the other side of the ball that was just balling out for Seattle. Obviously Clark. not there. Earl Thomas. Oh, Earl Thomas. Well, I'm, talking I'm sorry. Frank, no, no, Clark Frank. Clark. They had a few guys balling <laughs> he, out. He's he a beast. But Earl out. Thomas with those two interceptions, I mean, how different Bobby is the Wagner game too. there? Bobby Wagner's a beast, too. Uh, should have been. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That defense is um, back to playing really good football. what was a big play on the other side of the ball? That I don't think Tyler Lockett's going for 55 on Xavier Woods right now. I mean, he no. went on Kayvon Frazier. And and Xavier Woods is, you know, I, I've been the Earl Thomas cheerleader and all that, and I might be in the offseason as well. But but Earl, I mean, but Xavier Woods has played well. You got to give him credit. And um, I just think that's a position where you could put three good guys back there. I'd be okay with three safeties that are decent. But the thing about good. Seattle, the way Seattle worries you is exactly what they did last night. They're not going to overwhelm you with offense. They're just going to kind of stick around, stick around, stick around. Their defense is going to keep making plays, making plays, making plays, and then an opportunity is going to hit where Russell William, Wilson breaks a 40-yard run. Yeah. And, and now you're in a situation where they get some points, then their defense makes an opportune, takes an opportune moment, and they get a turnover and points, right? That's where a team like Seattle can beat you, and that's where Seattle scares you. It, their formula is very – they're not a team that's an offensive team. They are back to being a soundly a defensive team that is opportunistic offensively. And you sort of just described the Cowboys too. <laughs> Although the Cowboys are better offensively, oh I think, God. than Seattle. Uh, yeah, if, they have because more, they have a better running game. They have more ways to beat you. Right. If Dak Prescott – I'm watching another highlight. I'm sorry of the game mystery. I never saw this highlight yet. If Dak Prescott would ever made an interception what Russell Wilson did in the red zone – I mean, the internet would burn. Oh, down. my God. Yeah. You know, what's funny, though. And, and a fan pointed this out to me on Twitter. And I had actually gone and, and watched a couple of programs in uh, in the Philly area, listened to a couple of podcasts. It's amazing the number of times I heard people in Philadelphia comparing their quarterback to Dak and saying, he's just not playing as well as, like, say, a Dak Prescott. Like, he's not doing. And so it kind of just it made me chuckle, but it's all about perspective, right? You look at your guy and you're like, you see all of his deficiencies. You see all of his flaws because you've been watching him for a whole season and you're afraid about the things he's done poorly that he's going to creep back up, right? But in other cities, they're looking at that and the people in Philly are like, hey, whatever his flaws are, all I know is in fourth quarter and overtime, he killed us. And that's what they care about. That's what they look at. That's what they're hoping they can get from their quarterback. And uh, and so I think sometimes you, it, it forces you to kind of reevaluate what you're thinking of your own guy. 
say maybe he's a little better than what I what I'm giving him credit for. The biggest football fan in the world does not have time to watch every snap for every team. So right. you get all ten thousand of your team's snaps, and you have an insanely good idea of that. And then you're just kind of cherry picking what you see from everybody else. So you're if you're a Philly fan, you're like. Wentz, oh, Wentz is so hesitant with the ball. I heard that a lot, and yeah. he did. He did look hesitant with yeah. the ball. And then you know you see Dak. Dak's what he's like thirteen nine in fourth quarter drives, and he was amazing in the in the clutch the other day. And you look at that, Cowboys fans are like, "Oh, Dak can't hold on to the ball. He's not accurate. Why can't he be more like Wentz?" I mean, it's just the way it goes. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take our final break. We'll come back and uh, we'll finish up with a couple other topics we want to hit here. Talk a little bit about this offense and uh, and uh, Amari Cooper. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce, the growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to the break. Welcome back. Final segment of the break live from the SWBC Morgan Studios at the Star. Nick, tell us about Tommy John. Tommy John. Tommy John is uh, just. So I would say it's like the latest and greatest um, underwear innovation. Maybe I mean it's just it feels good, looks good. Got different colors now. You know, I mean, you can go get some festive red for the holidays. You guys be excited if I did that for you guys for Christmas? I'd love it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Tommy John. You got, I mean, you buy me underwear. That's what you do. Yeah. That's so. just, it's our thing now. Yeah, it's yeah. our thing. So, Derek, if you do that, uh-huh. you what you need to do, have you ever done it before? I don't think yes. you have. Well, I've never. Well, I don't think you have. No. It'd be better but if you have. Wife has. Yeah, that doesn't count. because Guys, you're, we're running you're out of time here. 20% off your first order if you go and do that. So go All to right. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. I get a little better discount your first now. Whatever, Derek, Man, just right. play along. Okay, bye. <laughs> All right, we're back. Let's talk a little bit more about this offense. Um, we talked a little bit about Amari Cooper and what he's brought to this team, looking at some of the numbers he's been outstanding uh, in these six games. Here's my question for you guys. Based upon what he's provided for this offense and now forcing defenses, it's been pretty well documented that now when the Cowboys are in 11 personnel, which is one running back, one tight end, three wide receivers, before defenses would still put eight men in the box against the Cowboys. Now, by and large, I want to say it's under 2% of the time do defenses actually keep an eighth man in the box when the Cowboys present 11 personnel. Now they're keeping the safety back because of Amari Cooper. That being said, how much does a guy like Tavon Austin help you at this point when he returns? Presumably, maybe this week, maybe next week, but certainly by the playoffs, you would expect him to be back. How much does a guy like him that has that kind of lateral speed help you when safeties are having to stay back? I think he could be absolutely huge, and I, I thought he could have been an even bigger part of what they were doing when they didn't have Amari Cooper, but I, I, cannot, I cannot get out of my head. It, it was gimmicky. It was kind of cheesy almost, but like it, it worked what they did with Lucky Whitehead. It worked every time. Uh, and honestly, it was working with Tavon before he got hurt. I, I want to say he had nine carries for 55 yards when he got hurt, which is a pretty nice average. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the only reason they didn't do it more is because they didn't have a proven receiver. Like I, I they, you, they were trying to use him way too much as a traditional receiver, in my opinion. So I think it could be huge. The only thing I just, I don't trust it, and so I don't want to sit here banging a table like it's going to be this crazy thing only for him to not yeah. make an impact when he comes back because I don't trust them to give him the, the touches the right way. The guy that I think is having the biggest impact is is Gallup, and I and I know that, that Dak and Gallup have not been on the same page yet, um, but Keep I'll, I'll take my chances on yeah. that because not, they're not far off, and we're talking about a really big play. It's there just about every game, sometimes twice a game. Um, I, I do – uh, Dave might disagree with you. We talked about it a little bit, but I, I, Dak has overthrown him a couple of times and missed a couple of times. I think Gallup needs to work on it as well. I think there was a play where Gallup stopped running. Um, so they just got to get on the same page. They will, and I think that's a product of what you're saying about that safety with Cooper. It's just leaving one-on-one. Gallup is, uh got got that deep speed. So I, I think that I think works. that's working. If Cooper can – I mean, not Cooper, Um, if uh, Tavon can get in there. Moonwalk around a little bit and make some plays. That'd be great. It's the same thing that we've you know been saying since May. And he he he's got some moves, but the dancer. He doesn't need the tiny dancer. He doesn't need to touch the tiny ball. Dancer. <laughs> he doesn't need to touch the ball more than three or four times a game. But yeah. he can make a difference. Well, that's and, the thing, and that's changed a little bit. Um, three or four times a game. I mean, because before Cooper, we were like seven, eight, nine. Well, but now, I just I people were making fun of the front office for saying that he could get a dozen or more touches a game. And you know, just if you, you know, five punt returns a game, three or four handoffs, maybe a catch or two, like you can get there. But with the addition of Cooper and I agree with you, it's going to come for Michael Gallup and I wouldn't want to go away from him. So you've got those options. You've got Zeke. You don't need to be force feeding this guy, the ball just because you got so many other weapons, but three to six touches a game, I think could be great. I mean, yeah, I think what he did last year with the Rams was 
the to me the upside of what the Cowboys could get out of him, which was he was their gadget player. He was their guy that could just create different looks. They already had a great running game with Gurley. They already had a good passing game. They needed him to be a guy that could give defenses something else to worry about and do it in unconventional ways. Now that you have a guy like Amari Cooper on the outside, you're starting to get something from Gallup, and I'm of the opinion, keep throwing that. That's going to connect at some point, yeah. and you're going to get that going. But you look at those two things, you still got Beasley, who is a guy now can play the role which he's supposed to be, which he is a guy that can, in a crucial moment, because defenses have to worry about everything else they got to worry about, mm-hmm. in a crucial third down, he can catch it and move the chains for you. And, and in the last few games, you've noticed he's had two or three good catches at opportune times for the Cowboys, right? So I think this is all kind of starting to fit together, and I think Tavon can really be a gadget guy. Before, he was your best wide receiving threat. Before Amari Cooper got here, those other guys, they were good, but I don't, I don't even want to say they were good. They, it was just a mashing of a bunch of wide receivers that none of them was really stepping forward and being – none of them was going to be the man. Tavon was the one that had the most skill and talent, so you kind of wanted him to be. Now he could just be your gadget guy, and I think as the gadget guy, he can really bring something new to this offense that makes defenses respect something different than what you – and especially in the red zone. That's where I think you can get the best use out of him. And that's – you know, it'll be interesting because, you know, we made that mistake. You make the mistake of assuming that it's it's static and it's not going to change. Like, it is it is going to change over these next three games and then into the playoffs and – if if they're gonna win multi, if they're gonna win a playoff game, let alone multiple, it's gonna need to be better. And so the continue that's hopefully Tavon Austin can play in Indy and sort of get his feet wet and get some yep. momentum going toward being a viable part of this thing by the time the playoffs roll around. All right, guys, we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow at our normal time, eleven thirty a.m. I'm sorry, eleven forty-five a.m. Central. Till then, for Nick Keatman, Dave Hellman, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!